Hey, podcast listeners, welcome to the Millennials. This podcast is focusing on young adults in our generation known as Millennials, grabbing their interpretation and perception of life. Not only will we be discussing the individual's experiences throughout their life, but how they create meaning to their past, present, and future encounters. Majority of the individuals being introduced to this channel will be college students like myself just getting a taste to their own journeys that awaits them. My name is Jadis Loriano, your host for the Millennials, and let's begin our journey. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Millennials. Today I have a special guest at the name of Joey Abraham, and he's a role model for so many people. Not only is he a teacher for those at his church and for the children at Sunday school, but also he gives advice for people that experienced that state of solitude, that loneliness, that depression, and that doesn't think that life is on their side. So in this episode, he's going to introduce the new way of looking at life and a new way of avoiding that negativity. Let's introduce Joey Abraham. I, I judged him because he was always in that state of, you know, it looked like he was in depression. But then afterwards, I, when I got to know him, it wasn't depression, but actually it was a self-realization of who am I and what am I and what am I going to do for my future. So today I have with me Joey Abraham, and he's going to give you guys some wisdom on what he's learned. So what's up? Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's really funny that you, uh, you the first initial thoughts were depression mm-hmm. based off of my mood and my facial expression because I get that a lot. And that's actually that actually um, sort of has an importance in in I uh, I'll say my journey or how I went through my life because in the beginning it was always I people actually always made me uh, made fun of that of my mood and my you know how I how I took things they always called me depressed and it would be like my friends and sometimes they would say it as a joke but and they never really meant it but it would still you know hurt me because in the beginning I want to say in like high school I, w- I was going through some 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 stupid stuff some some really irrelevant issues but it, it took a toll on me so and and so I, my mood was already you know down I wouldn't say depressed a little bit upset usually most of the day but you know to hear to hear your friends calling you depressed when you're already upset yeah. how is that like how is that gonna help my mood or or even help me talk to to the people around me about the issues so that always that always played a part, so it was always hard for me to talk to my friends and to talk about that. But um, do you want me to just talk about? Like no, like that was perfect. Like honestly, how many of us really know who we really are and are, who are our real true friends? It, yeah. But that was high school. But now, what made you come to the point where I was like, I'm gonna actually focus on myself and, you know, let me stop thinking about what everyone else is thinking. Let me stop being a part of the crowd. Let me start focusing on myself. Let me start reading. Let me start writing. Because when you told me that you were actually digging deep within yourself, trying to figure out who you are, the true self, the true you, that really did, you know, that really did click to me. Because I'm also that type of person that is not an introvert, but wants to influence others to do good. Mm -hmm. And that's what you had. Because me and you were talking back and forth. And I was inspired that someone else has the same belief and isn't weak Mm -hmm. and who doesn't think I'm doesn't think of themselves as you know i'm weak and i'm i'm alone you were like let me get out my comfort zone and, and if i fail 
I'm gonna get back up. So how did you transition from being alone and weak, quotation marks, <laughs> to I'm, you know, I'm Joey and I'm gonna continue to grow? That's a really good question. I think, I think I that realization came um, at the end of my high school uh, four years because uh, in high school and even before that I was always like an athlete. So I was I was captain of the wrestling team. I played soccer varsity, and uh, I did basketball during the summer for some teams. And um, the, the I think the big thing that had an impact on me was I tore my ACL during wrestling season, mm-hmm. during junior year. So my whole life came crashing down after that because I always believed for me to be happy, I always needed that athleticism. I, ne- I always needed that sports in my life because that's the only way I thought I could get true happiness. And... After that, I don't want to. I don't want to get preachy, but for me to not include God into my life is is just a disgrace, basically. <laughs> but um, so yeah, after that happened, I I that's when I did the the sort of soul searching, if you want to call it, and um, you 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 start to realize when when things are taken away from you, your athleticism, my athleticism, I mean, that there's much more than just what you think and and what you know so after that happened i started thinking and i started realizing that it's not just athleticism it's not just the sports it's not just the activities that are in my life that can get that happiness um and i found it through church and like i said i don't want to be preachy but that's that's really what happened and and so so after that injury i was that's when i was in my darkest place because even though to people They'll just be like, it was just an injury, whatever. But to me, it was my life. That that was my whole life. I, like, I actually wanted to pursue college wrestling if 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 the chance was actually given to me. So you know, after that, that's when I was in that sort of depression stage. And and people were always like, why are you so depressed? And and because I always thought I needed that sports in my life. But then after that, that was taken away. I saw much much more. And uh, do you want me to explain about? Yeah, all explain that it, man, because uh, a lot of people don't understand that. Like for you, you got back up. What mm. what taught who taught you how to get back up? Was it the sports? Was it your mom, your parents, or was it you know the church? What is your foundation that keeps you going every day? <laughs> That's such an easy question and such an easy answer to answer it with God, and it's literally that answer. It is God. He he. I I believe in my heart with strong confidence that he allowed that to happen so I can see his true glory and that's when it happened that when I actually saw it and there was much much more it was I always I I remember myself saying word for word I need sports in my life to be happy and that was taken away and God was like look there's actually much much more and then after that that's that's when I started reading more and I remember when when we when you came and we had that long conversation when you when you came up to me I was yeah. reading. <laughs> so yeah and that so I I started reading more I started being involved in the church more and that's that's where the point of my life uh turned cuz you know that happiness before it was sports activities this and this and this friends sometimes hanging out but no and then after that it was just God and you start you start going into that path of God and you start you start going to church more you start seeing the 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 fruits that we bear the spiritual fruits the that love that joy that that unconditional love that you just get from people and how how could you not be happy 
when there's a life of love everywhere around you. It's just, it's your mind that I think is locking you down and, and holding you to, to those limits. Mm-hmm. You know, you limit yourself, you limit your thoughts, you limit your feelings when, when you just have a sort of belief in your mind. So, and then that injury took that, it, it basically unlocked that box that I was in and showed me all those other things that I could um, see. And through that chur- through th- through the church and through my journey, I I uh, became a Sunday school servant, and I teach Sunday school now. And these kids, I think, are what push me every day. To answer your mm. question, they're they're the ones that give me that energy. They're the ones that throughout my week, I every single day, I always think, how can I make the next lesson uh, fun? How can I make them more engaged? How can I make them want? to miss going to church every week? How can I make them go day by day thinking about me and my other co-servants that I serve with? And how can I make them think about God and think about all of these questions that I never thought of because I just limited myself? Mm-hmm. So I that, that would be that turning point. That would be my foundation, honestly, those kids in God. So now you call yourself a teacher? Uh, <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to go there because I don't want to but uh, no i would consider yourself to be partially a teacher i think we all are teachers yeah yeah and especially with those kids because if you ever if you ever been around kids they like they just love to mimic you in every way anything Mm -hmm. you do they'll mimic you so and and sometimes things you say and things you do can stay with them throughout their whole life so you always want to give them that good role model you always want to give them those those good words that they'll remember in, in, in those hard times that they're going through and the situations that they have because I have kids who are actually are dealing with serious situations that I've never been in. I have a kid in my class and um, his mom actually has cancer. Wow. And I know his sister and he has two sisters and I know them both. And this, this kid, he, when you first see him, he likes to be alone. You try to talk to him, he won't even open his mouth. He won't even look at you. And it's, it's crazy to think about it, but that's literally how it is. He won't even speak. He won't even move. So you, when you see a kid like that, you, it, you can't not help him. You have to do something about that because if you don't help him, he won't want to go back to church. He won't forget about church. He won't even want to engage with anybody else. He won't be socially, you know, compatible with exactly. other people. Exactly. That's and it, it is. That's why I he he's one of my top priorities. And not to say that I hold the kids to different priorities, but he's dealing with a real life situation that's going to affect him now and probably till his whole entire life. Mm. So I think it's, especially since I'm his Sunday school teacher, it's my job and my priority to keep him in a good mindset and to, to, to give him a positive vibe and a positive feeling about being in church, being around me, being around the other kids. And, and so that's, that's, that's another reason why they're my foundation. For, for, for reasons like that. Because if you have a friend and you know he's dealing with something, you're not going to just let him. No, definitely not. Exactly. And th- th- these, are, these are what my kids are. The, these are what my kids are to me. They're my friends. And honestly, they, 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 they bring me nothing but happiness. That's, no, that's crazy. Like, now that you're saying it, it really does make sense. But my, like, as a psychologist and as a major, mm-hmm. I'm going to call myself a psychologist partially. Because I always talk to people and always love to, you know, give them a little bit of a therapeutic session. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they tell me, wow, you're going so deep. I'm not going, st- like, deep. I'm just, you know, getting to know you. So they're afraid of knowing themselves. Mm-hmm. So how do you make 
these children aware of their situation and say it's going to be okay to go back to what i said about um how i was trapped in that box of limits i also think they're because the thing with the children they just have a lack of understanding they're too young to understand and and, and comprehend and and cope with these types of situations so i think as an older person um, I think it, I, I, I can have some type of knowledge to help him through that. And like God was my answer, I think if I can talk to them more, and I do, w me and my co-servants, we visit these kids on, during the weekdays at their houses and hang out with them. So we grow that relationship with them and we give them sort of like, I want to say psychologist or, you know, that, that person they can go to to run with their problems. And so as a servant, it's my priority to keep them happy and also to listen to their problems. Not it, Sometimes people don't want answers. Some, sometimes people don't want a therapy session. Sometimes they just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. So with these kids, I think they just want to be heard sometimes. They just want to let out those emotions, especially with that kid. I told you he doesn't, he doesn't even like to move. He doesn't like to talk. He doesn't like to even speak. So I think he, he has all those bottled up emotions inside him. So... I think the first step would be to make him, or not to make him, but to help him talk with me and be comfortable with me and the other servants enough where he could talk about his feelings and talk about his issues so we can make a solution and, and help him through it. That, no, that's, no, now, now I'm trying to empathize with the kid because I have a mother and I, and I adore her very much. Mm -hmm. And I never thought of a day without her. Exactly. And now that I'm thinking about it, he's actually thinking about what am I going to do? I see everyone else with a mother, but where's my mother? So how do you make sure he doesn't, you know, get that vindictiveness within him and that hatred? Because a lot of people do bear hatred and do bear this guilt of it's my fault. That's a really good question. Um, I think in those situations, um, to go back to their lack of understanding, you can you can always see the good in the bad situations. So the mother, she does have cancer, but it's not a type of cancer. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that it's not certain that she will pass away. Mm -hmm. So there's always that hope. That's one. Always, th th you could see it as a test of hope and patience. And, and on top of hope and patience, because he's going to have to be patient, he's going to have to be hopeful, and he's going to have to have that, you know, type of mindset. With the, with the patience and the hope also comes the, the thankfulness. Mm -hmm. So with this situation, I think, to go back to the lack of understanding, it's going to be hard for him, but in those situations, w w us as everybody at whatever age, we can always see it as, as, a, as a moment to, to thank God or just just to be grateful even if you're not religious just to be grateful for the for the people that you have and the time being that you have with them because you know death is inevitable and we all know that we're going to pass away one day or another and sometimes it, it could be early or late but in a time like that we can see that we we can use it as a moment to be grateful for the people that we do have and the situations that we do have and not just being thankful for the people that we have but thankful for the opportunity that, that you have, that you woke up in the morning feeling good, in good condition, 
because sometimes we let little tiny things ruin our whole day. Like if we wake up and we don't get our coffee or we wake up with a bad stomachache, headache, whatever, uh, cold, we always let it ruin our day. But then there's people like George, and that's the boy's name, who who wakes up every day and knows that his mom is sick and he doesn't know if his mom is going to be okay. And then you have the mother who's going to wake up and she knows she's still sick and she doesn't know if she's going to be okay. And then you have the father who's going who's gonna to wake up in the morning and know that his wife, the wife of his, the, the mother of his kids might not, not, might not be, you know, still there in a month or two or three or a year. So, and then when you put that into perspective, you can realize that we have so many blessings and so many things that we can be grateful for that we don't take into account only because we just have so much, I don't want to, negativity in our lives and, and in our mindset. We're trapped in a box of negativity and limits. And, and if, if we can help George be a little bit more comfortable with us, I think we can help him get to that mindset. E even if it takes a year, even if it takes two, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there with him the whole way there when he grows up, when he's my age and when he's older. I'm going to be always there for him and I'm going to always be that friend for him to, to talk to and, and, and help him cope through his situations. No, like, <coughs> that's not, I don't have no words for that because that's amazing. Because the last time I seen you, now I'm thinking about it, you were like, yeah, I'm focusing on myself and I'm really trying to understand myself. But now those, those situations that you learned when you were in that state of solitude actually did now inspire others to do good. And what you're doing right now for George is you're helping him go through, you know, that state of solitude. Mm-hmm. And... People always ask me, when you saw me in that state of solitude, I think that was the beginning days of when I was maturing as a person and maturing spiritually and just mentally. And people are always asking me these days because it was really a big change in my life from what I was before to what I am now. And people are always asking me what happened, what changed, just like you, and what my foundation is that, that I, I, I changed my mindset and I changed my life for and and it, it really is all, all, all God. Like I can't take any glory for it as, as much as I sound as a, as a good person or a good uh, teacher or whatever, it's really all God. Like I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have that mindset without him. And that love that he brought into my life, that love that I saw after my mobility was taken away from me and my sports was taken away from me. I, I saw all the, the happiness and, and the love in other things and it was all because of God. And after I saw all that love, and I and I and I loved so much more than just sports. I the only way I could really be happy and actually feel all that love is if I gave it out, and I and I showed other people that love and I sh showed other people that joy and and so much more. So that that's I think that's my mindset right now as a teacher, especially, and not just to my kids, but as to everybody else. Because regardless of who you are, regardless if you're a Sunday school teacher or not, you are a teacher. You are. A servant to others you 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 can show them a better way you can show them better things to be happy for things to be grateful for that sometimes we just need to be reminded of so that's really my mindset and that's that's really uh, the big change that happened in my life that people are always asking me about no not that many people understand that though that it, big yeah, change definitely not many people even know they're going through it and mm -hmm. if they're not aware of that you know that stage in life where you know you have that choice of either you you say i'm going to mature i'm going to get through this i don't care who's in who's in my way or not 
I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do what I have to do in order to succeed, in order to help others, or, or in order to help my family or myself. Mm-hmm. And many people don't even have that, you know, sense of, okay, I'm in this stage. You were lucky enough to be aware of it because you said that you had this foundation of the church and your family, and you're also partially a teacher in which you know you have that capability of realizing that you're not doing well so you say i'm going to do well and i have to change my habits Mm -hmm. so this is what i say to other people too your habits represent who you are too so if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is you know check your twitter and check your likes on your instagram and you're worrying about what other people think about you Mm -hmm. that's not going to be good for your ego that's not going to be good for your mentality because Mm -hmm. you're thinking about what other people are thinking about you Mm -hmm. now that's bad that's what I tell people. The first thing you need to do is wake up in the morning, go look yourself in the mirror and say, God damn it, I'm sexy, I'm handsome, <laughs> and I'm going to achieve my day. I want to achieve my goals in order to achieve my dream. Mm-hmm. And usually a lot of people sleep on their <coughs> dreams. Now, I love how you said that we're in this box, right, of negativity. Can you describe this box and your own interpretation or comprehension of it? Oh, my box of negativity was as I said before, a box of limits and uh, not just limits on my mentality or, or my feelings, but just uh, limits that I set on myself for no reason. People, people wake up in the morning and they check their Instagram or whatever. And even if they're really self-conscious, like who is that helping in the end of the day, regardless if whatever you think, it's not helping anybody in the end of the day when you worry about what other people think of you. And that is a big reason we are in that we are stuck in that box. We have those limits, not not just the ones that we set on ourselves because of our own thoughts and beliefs, but the limits that others set on us. And if we we believe those limits and we 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 bend to those limits, then we're going to be stuck in that box. Though I think the first way to get out of that box is to just. I don't think anybody's ever going to not care about what other people think of them. I, th- I, don't, I don't believe that. Th- there's no way. But to, to, to start thinking about it less and start realizing that it's almost irrelevant, that's when you can start getting out of that box. Because once you, start, once you stop believing those limits that people set on you, then I think you can focus on yourself and see the limits you set on yourself. Because it's like a box in a box. The first box is your own limits. The second box is the limits of others. You get out of that bigger box of the limit of others, then you're just stuck in the limit of your own uh, mentality, own mind. Once you get out of that box, then, then you're free. You're free of those limits and you're free of those, 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 those traps that you set on yourself. And then... Uh, Wait, cl- my apologies. Can we go back? That, that was so nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I have to... <coughs> Guys, did you hear what you... No, no. This is what you just said, and it's really smart how you said it. There's a box with your limits, right? And then there's a box with other people's limits. Now, can you describe the other people's limits? Is it their own problems that they, you know, they force on others that limit you? Or is it just the limits in general of society? I think because, here, I'll explain it a little bit better. So the person that has a bad day, mm-hmm. can that bad vibe cast a bad vibe onto you and limit your capabilities for the day? 100%. If you're around negativity, then if you surround yourself with people who are negative, 
then negativity is all you're going to find. You can't be around negativity and then then think to yourself that, okay, today's going to be a good day. You can't be around negative people and expect your your own attitude to be good. You have to be around those people that, that think of everything positively. And you don't need to be the most happiest person to see that everything can be positive. But little things that will, will tick you off, if you can get rid of those little things um then then there's no negativity it, you can't be around negative people and expect yourself to be happy that that i think that's the bottom line you can't if you if you if you're going to surround yourself with those people then those are the limits the, the the limits that people set on us or other people to go back to what you said i think you were right that i think it's their own problems mm-hmm. and they don't want to see themselves with those problems by themselves they want other people to feel their pain they want other people to feel those limits so they i think they put those limits on other people just as a time to be like look now you see you're in my shoes now now you see my pain now you see why i'm so negative but if your positivity can outweigh their negativity then you can help that person if you can show that person that joy and love and that that gratefulness that you have for everything and that positivity that you could see in everything then you can help that person. And I, I've, I have a few, a few friends in my life who are like that, and I, and, I, and I take pride in every day that they're my friends, and I don't care how negative they can be because I know that my positivity can always outweigh their negati- negativity. I can help them with their problems, even though, even if I don't have a solution, to go back to, the, to, to what I was talking about, the little kids, even if you don't have a solution, I think giving them an ear to listen to a shoulder to to lean on or whatever i think that can solve a lot of their issues so yeah i think i think what you said about that's no like it's it's great to hear not many people understand like i i totally agree it's with so that. like guys i'm happy just hearing his voice because <laughs> the last time i spoke to him we went on you know this little I was like, all right, I'm going to talk to you soon or later. And I want to, you know, hear more about your journey. And he goes, all right, all right. Of course, we always say, you know, all right, I'll talk to you later. But, guys, you guys, like, this is, oh, my God. <laughs> I know, not that I many know, people, I know under, not even adults that live their lives and that are 40 or 50 understand this. This is, this is amazing. And his knowledge and what he's saying is true. The negativity of, of others can affect your day. But if you have positivity and you have the belief in yourself, you can't. Nothing can stop you. Mm-hmm. You fall down. You get back up. You take that first step. That's going to, That's no matter what, no matter what anyone says, that's going to make your day. You smile to someone and they smile back. That can make someone's day. Mm-hmm. Positivity will always outweigh the bad. Mm-hmm. The bad is never going to outweigh the good. And Joey says this all the time. When I spoke to him before, he the first thing he said to me, hey, how are you? I was like, hi. And I go, Joey, are you, you know, are you okay? He goes, no, I'm fine. I'm great. He said, I'm great. And then I'm like, how come you seem so, you know, ow. he goes, I'm, you know, I'm evolving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're all evolving, but. God damn, wake up. You guys have to wake up and realize that life is on your side. It's not It's not going to bring you down. You just, you just grab it and you take force. You take action. And 
none of us understand that. And that's, that's why I'm so shocked because we're so young. We're so, we have so much more to experience. And if this is what we have now, imagine us at 20, 30, 40. We're going to be like sages. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not to brag or anything. This is not bragging. But what I'm saying is knowledge is limitless. To help others is limit, limitless. Mm -hmm. Every day a new child is born and he might experience pain. But if we're able to, you know, create this cycle of goodness, his pain won't be as bad as it is if he's alone or if he's creating negativity or if he's surrounded by negativity. And this is this is for George as well. George is in pain. But because someone is spreading good, Joey, this pain that George is bearing within him is not that bad. He's actually becoming aware of this pain and he's taking it as a life lesson and as, you know, a, a step in order to grow, to mature, to become the man that he wants to become. And he's still young. Of course, he doesn't understand this concept, but subconsciously, Joey's putting this into his mind saying, listen, life is on your side. God God's on, on your side. side. And no matter what, you can always get back up because you have a heart, you have a mind, you have a family, you have friends. And no matter what, you just keep on going. And this is what Joey's saying. So, Joey, these thank you, man. And thank you for having me, man. Thank you. Guys, listen. Just, you guys have to keep on growing. Keep on doing you. Don't give up. Go to school. Be passionate. Inspire good in others. You can follow us on the second world at home blog or the second world on Instagram. Thank you all and have a nice day. Yeah.